This podcast is based on Peter Navarro's best-selling new book, Taking Back Trump's America, available on Amazon today. With the Biden regime failing in virtually every dimension and the radical Pelosiites fanning the flames of inflation with every new pork barrel bill, we urgently need to take back this country. Taking Back Trump's America is the blueprint and battle cry for taking back the House of Representatives in 2022 and the White House in 2024 under the red, white, and blue banner of Trumpism. So please, buy your copy of Taking Back Trump's America today on Amazon. Action, action, action. Hi, I'm Peter Navarro, and welcome back to this Taking Back Trump's America podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about one of the central themes of the Taking Back Trump's America book, and it is a riff and refinement of the old Ronald Reagan saw that personnel is policy. What Reagan meant back in the 1980s by that phrase, personnel is policy, is simply that whoever staffs a White House is likely to determine what policies will be passed, and if those staffers have a different point of view or a different ideology, then the president himself it will be very difficult for that president to pass the policies that he wants. In fact, Reagan learned this lesson not the hard way, but the easy way, simply by observing what had happened in the Nixon administration a decade before him. As Pat Buchanan pointed out in his wonderful book, Nixon's White House Wars, The Battles That Made and Broke the President, Nixon simply put too many liberals like Pat Moynihan inside the White House perimeter to effectively push his conservative policies. To Buchanan, it was an opportunity lost forever, and Ronald Reagan took particular note of the Nixon experience. Unfortunately, when it came time to learning the lesson of personnel as policy in the Trump administration, my old boss was missing in action on this one. As I point out in the Taking Back Trump's America book, hiring the wrong people, that is, bad personnel, was President Trump's Achilles heel during the early part of his first term. Because that was so, I would spend four long years in the White House fighting more people inside the perimeter of the White House than outside as I tried to push President Trump's tough-on-China and populist economic nationalist agendas. Out of that experience, I refined the Reagan rule in this way, and this is indeed a key theme of the Taking Back Trump's America book. Bad personnel is not only bad policy, but also bad politics. The abiding fact of the matter here is that bad personnel out of touch or out of tune with the MAGA and Trump agendas, would continually seek to disrupt, derail, and delay the Trump policy agenda in ways that would ultimately lead not to a lost election, but more precisely, an election close enough to steal. In order to develop this theme in taking back Trump's America, we really have to go back to the beginning, not just of the Trump administration, but of the Trump campaign itself. And that is exactly where the Taking Back Trump's America book begins. Here, it is well worth noting that I would be one of only three senior White House officials, Stephen Miller and Dan Scavino being the other two, 
who would serve with the president all the way from the 2016 campaign to the end of what I like to refer to as his first term. We have to go back to that 2016 campaign beginning because, as I explain in the Taking Back Trump's America book, it was during the campaign and the transition period after the victory in November of 2016 and before the inauguration in January of 2017 that the problems of bad personnel inside the Trump administration began to manifest themselves. Importantly, as I point out in Taking Back Trump's America, it's not just the obvious bad personnel who would wind up first betraying Donald Trump and then getting fired. I'm talking here about the usual suspects like Gary Cohn and Jim Mattis and Rex Tillerson and John Kelly. I'm also talking about second-tier personnel and deputies whose names you have never heard before and likely will never hear again. Sappers like Cleet Willems and Fiona Hill and Kellyanne Shaw. But these termites in the House of Trump are representative of the broader problem of a deep administrative state bureaucracy populated by people who believe they have every right to substitute their judgment for the president who actually got elected. In fact, as I demonstrate in the Taking Back Trump's America book, these kind of no-names and no-nothings can actually do an enormous amount of damage to a president. Think here, too, people like Alexander Vindman and Cassidy Hutchinson and Madeleine Westerhout, and you get my drift. As to why so many bad personnel would wind up in the Trump administration beginning on day one, it has to do as to why so many bad personnel would wind up in the Trump administration beginning on day one, it has to do with a very particular earthquake that hit Trump Tower on November 9, 2016, like a pack of wild rhinos exactly one day after the election. Here is how I describe this original sin in the audio edition of Taking Back Trump's America. And note this excerpt begins as I return from appearing on the set of CNBC the morning after the election with my good friend Joe Kernan and friendly nemesis Andrew Ross Sorkin. This Taking Back Trump's America podcast is brought to you by Steve Bannon's War Room. Listen to Bannon's War Room live daily from 10 a.m. to noon and 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Rumble. Or subscribe to Bannon's War Room on Apple Podcasts. Bannon's War Room. All signal, no noise. An RNC coup at Trump Tower. After my CNBC gig, I went back to my apartment to grab a little shut-eye and then some very late breakfast before heading back to Trump Tower to see what was shaking. What was shaking was an earthquake in the middle of my beloved war room. This earthquake came in the form of a large phalanx of what we Trump campaigners would come to call the November Ninthers. These were the Goths and Vandals who would arrive at Trump Tower to stake out their own positions of power and claim their own spoils of the Trump wars after having done absolutely nothing to help the president vanquish crooked Hillary. Heading this phalanx was one of the truly evil characters I would meet at this early stage of the Trump administration, 
a Cruella-like witch, otherwise known as Katie Walsh. She was the chief deputy for the chairman of the RNC, to whom I have already introduced you, Reince Priebus. While at the time I had no idea who Walsh was, she already had a target on my back, courtesy of Reince. They both saw me as the dangerous trade policy guy who was most likely to push Donald Trump from the globalist rhino orthodoxy of open borders and free trade. At any rate, this phalanx of RNC mercenaries would provide me with my first up-close-and-personal look at what Steve Bannon would dub the original sin of the administration. This was for then-President-elect Trump to enter into an alliance with the traditional and establishment rhino wing of the Republican Party, represented by the likes of Priebus at the RNC, Mitch McConnell, who by dint of the election had now graduated from minority leader of the Senate to the majority leader, and House Speaker Paul Ryan. All of these rhinos firmly embraced three of the four points of my growth policy compass, tax cuts, deregulation, and an expansion of the petroleum sector in a way that would get us to energy independence. Yet, each of these D.C. movers and shakers was vehemently opposed to any kind of trade actions that would prevent their corporate donors from offshoring American jobs. Of course, one of the key ways to scuttle the Trump trade agenda would be to take out yours truly. Trump's trade guy. Yes, and I had no idea at the time I was about to be in for a very rough time. Okay, that's the end of the audio excerpt from the Taking Back Trump's America book. And yes, I would be in for a very rough time indeed, from the likes of Reince Priebus, Cruella Katie Walsh, and a whole host of other November 9thers. But we'll talk much more about that in a future episode of the Taking Back Trump's America podcast. In the meantime, please go to Amazon right now and pre-order Taking Back Trump's America. Remember, Taking Back Trump's America is the blueprint and battle cry for putting Trump back in the White House in 2024 and putting Nancy Pelosi out to pasture in 2022. As Steve Bannon says, action action, action. So please, buy Taking Back Trump's America today. I'm Peter Navarro. We'll see you next time. Taking Back Trump's America. That's the incendiary new book from former Trump trade czar Peter Navarro, available on Amazon today. Stephen K. Bannon calls Taking Back Trump's America a brass-knuckled insider's account of the merciless 2020 fall and miraculous 2024 rise of the White House of Trump. Taking Back Trump's America is the blueprint for a new Trump White House that will truly make America great once again. Order Taking Back Trump's America today on Amazon.